Hey guys, you're listening to episode two of Bill's Cast with Rich Kowalski of buffalodome.com. And, uh, Hey guys, I'm Rich Kowalski of buffalodown.com, and uh, just like I give a quick introduction of myself, I uh, am a contributor at buffalodown.com, covering everything Buffalo Bills, and uh, in-season, off-season, everything, and uh, so yeah, not a very good outing for the Bills last week at all, uh, Le'Veon Bell just torched the Buffalo defense, and uh a lot of people were talking about before the game, the rumors going around with whether or not Rex is going to stick around or Tyrod is going to start the final three games. But uh, it seems like a lot of that was settled uh, for the meantime after that game in terms of Tyrod and Rex uh, finishing out the season. But uh, yeah, let's give a quick recap about that game. Not a very good uh, game in any in any aspect for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know... If you look at the stat line for for Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger didn't have a very good game. Uh, but the real storyline was Le'Veon Bell and how he just uh, annihilated what what we thought was Rex Ryan's biggest uh, strength, and that was defense. And he put up 236 yards and three touchdowns against the Bills' defense. And uh, it seemed like at the beginning of the year, too, the Bills' defense was doing pretty well against the rush. But uh, Le'Veon Bell just destroyed it. Uh, also on the Bills' side of the ball, too. Couldn't get anything going on the with LaShawn McCoy or Mike Gillisley. You know, Mike Gillisley had a few yards before the half, uh, but nothing really going. You know, we're not used to seeing that as Bills fans and uh, the rushing game not doing well. Uh, some some positives of that. Sammy Watkins was able to find the end zone and uh, had a pretty decent day. Uh, LaShawn McCoy receiving the ball had 81 yards. Not too shabby. Um uh, Sammy Watkins, too, like I said before, 54 yards, uh, one receiving touchdown. Charles Clay, 52 yards, one receiving touchdown. It's good to see Tyrod a couple times go over the middle. But uh, overall, uh, one other positive, too, was the turnover differential, too. The Bills were able to get a couple interceptions off Ben Roethlisberger, where there were good reads by uh, Gilmore and uh, Alexander, as well as Brown in the end zone to get three interceptions off of Roethlisberger, too. But it's the negatives that really stand out for the Bills with uh, just the yards allowed by Le'Veon Bell. I mean, we knew going into the game that it was going to be a snowy game. It was going to be a lot of, of ground and pound for Pittsburgh. Buffalo should be used to seeing that with uh, practicing against that almost every single day in the field house, and they should have been more prepared. I get it. I get it. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is a great running back, but you got to be able to control him. And giving up three hundred, almost three hundred yards to that man is not uh, excusable whatsoever for the Bills. But let's continue on with some of the headlines. Uh, essentially, before the game, there was multiple reports saying that uh, Rex Ryan could be fired as early as Monday morning. That did not happen. The press conference went on as scheduled, and. Uh, Rex has not been let go by the organization as of yet. I believe uh, there were 
other reports saying that the Pagulas are not one organization to let a coach go during the season. So if any coaching moves are made in the organization, they will be made after the season in terms of the head coach. So we will see how that goes. Um, but his record doesn't really bode well with them. You know, he's 14-5 and five in the last two years. Uh, not necessarily what you expected out of the guy that came in here talking loud about his defense, talking about how he's going to build a bully, how he's going to, uh, no one's going to take him lightly. You don't expect that coach to go 14-5 and five after talking about all of that during his press conference. Another big statistic that really stands out is Rex's wins against teams over 500. He's had three in 2015 and one this year, with that one win coming against a third-string quarterback in Jacoby Brissett of the New England Patriots. So not necessarily good numbers to go by, but is it really his fault? You know, uh, Is it necessarily all on Rex? Is it on Dennis Thurman? Is it on the offense with Tyra Taylor and Anthony Lynn? Um, I think it's on both sides of the ball, though. You know, Tyrod isn't being very uh, efficient, not necessarily keeping the team on the field, and the defense isn't isn't holding their ground, isn't staying true to what Rex has has given them. Is it maybe because there's too many audibles, there's too many things going on at the line of scrimmage, where they're not really let loose as they were in Jim Schwartz's defense? But it, what we're seeing is someone that was considered a defensive guru as the Bills' defensive uh, coach, essentially, uh, not being that anymore. You know, He had good years in Baltimore. He had some good years with the Jets, but he's really fallen a lot in necessarily the past four years. He's fallen quite a bit, and you've seen his composure really go to, go to waste a little bit with you look at the press conference the other day, too. He looks like he's done with this. He looks like he's kind of over it. it. It's like the last few days that he had with the New York Jets where he just wasn't really willing to answer questions, doesn't want to hear it anymore, doesn't want to take blame, kind of deflecting questions uh, and, and not accepting any responsibility. So we have the wreck situation in the off season that we will need to, the Bills will need to, excuse me, as an organization handle. But another big thing is whether or not they decide to uh, use that option on Tyrod Taylor. If they do decide to, they would be paying him what generally an average quarterback will make in the NFL. If they do not, uh, what are their other options? You know, really, there's there's some free agents that names have come up, but nothing really of substance. Uh, E.J. Manuel is... Uh, going to be gone after this year unless the Bills decide to keep him on as the backup quarterback. But a lot of people are saying that the Bills should should push for Cardell Jones to play. And I don't think in any any circumstance this year should Cardell Jones play. He's not ready. He doesn't know the system. I mean, the guy has only been a quarterback for, say, four years. The guy doesn't know how to run a pro-style offense in a way that would give the team a better chance than Tyrod Taylor does. But if we do want to dive into who is actually available this offseason that could have a legitimate chance in landing uh, with the Bills is, number one, uh, Tony Romo. I don't think that will happen in any circumstance. He's injured. He's old. 
uh, I just don't think the Bills would be willing to spend the money on a man that that is very at the end of his career. Uh, a second option could be Mike Glennon. The man is a backup quarterback in Tampa Bay. He's proven himself a little bit in the past, stepping up. But again, I don't think the Bills will be willing to settle for a quarterback that is a second-string quarterback on another on another franchise. I don't think that the Bills would want to do that in any any circumstance. They want to get the best. They want to get the person that is going to lead them to the playoffs and give them the best shot of winning. So continuing on with the quarterback uh, topic, we're going to talk about the, the next three quarterbacks that the Bills face. So essentially Rex Ryan's job is on the line, I believe, with these next three games. If he wins three the Bills might consider bringing him back. Um, if you look at the next three quarterbacks the Bills are facing, they're not necessarily in any means at the top of the league. They're facing Robert Griffin III, uh, used to play for Washington, now in Cleveland playing, I believe, his second or third start of the year. Hasn't really proven himself in Cleveland. Hasn't really had a chance to prove himself in Cleveland. Did some things in Washington, but then again, you're facing an 0-13 team. You're definitely going to want to try and beat them. Um, after that, the Bills are at home again against Matt Moore and against Miami. And he's he's been on the team for quite quite some time, but he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. After that week, the Bills go ahead and they wrap up the schedule in New York against Bryce Petty. Once again, a guy that's going to be at that time making his fourth start in the NFL, came out of Baylor. Not three quarterbacks who would be considered gems in the NFL. So let's look ahead to the Cleveland game this Sunday. The game is a 1 o'clock start at New Era Field. Uh, Weather not looking necessarily good, I know. We've had some snow in the past couple days. And it's going to be 30 and snow for game time. So look for a lot of the same ground and pound, not a lot of pass game. Uh, for this game this Sunday. And with their coach's job on the line, I don't think the Bills will lose this game. I think they will end up winning 31-14 to in this game. The next week, the Bills stay home against Miami. Miami, what once looked like a potential wildcard team, has kind of fallen. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has some knee issues. He's not going to be playing. I don't believe so for that week. I don't believe he's going to be playing the rest of the year. So uh, what's really left of that Miami offense is J.H.I. And whether or not the Bills can stop the run that game, uh, we'll have to see. Uh, I could see the Bills winning that game. So it's really setting up the Bills to win out the schedule. They play after that the the New York Jets with Bryce Petty potentially starting that game as well. Uh, I believe he's a second-year player. And... It's setting up the Bills to win the last three games, and uh, it's not really convincing to Bills fans that Rex Ryan should not be fired. Facing three teams with three mediocre quarterbacks, um, three typically mediocre teams from what it seems in the past couple of years, and you know, it. I think that the Bills will still make the decision to let go of Rex Ryan after the year, and they will make the decision as well to 
not pursue Tyrod Taylor after this year. I understand that the Pagulas have preached continuity with the organization that they want continuity. They want it. Uh, that is the key, in their opinion, to success. And I understand that. But when continuity is what we see as losing with, with Rex Ryan, not coaching great, uh, not really out there to win the game, I think you got to make some changes. And, and in my opinion, what the Pagulas need to do is, is wipe the slate clean and get a fresh start with a fresh coach that they want really, not necessarily the guy that's available as Rex was, and get the quarterback that they really want. They, they need to build the organization in the way they want to build it. And I don't think necessarily in the first year that they were owners of the team that they found the way that they wanted to build it. I think that's a, that's a process that takes time, and they're learning. And, you know, they, they are willing to invest money, so we'll see how they spend their money. So uh, closing thoughts on this week. I think the Bills do pull off with a win this week as well as the final two weeks after that to end the season on a three-game winning streak. I will be back next week with another episode of Bill's Cast. Uh, Please uh, go to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast as well as review it if you'd like. And uh, I'll see you guys next week.